0: Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Time for another episode of Life with Gwen. We are the Cape Cod Times Lifestyle Talk Show, where you get to meet the neighbors and learn about what's going on. Today, we are looking at the fact that uh, we live on a peninsula. Well, I mean, that probably doesn't come as news to most of you. But uh, one of the reasons for doing that is because lots of us love boats. And today, one of a uh, Our folks who have just moved to West Yarmouth recently?
1: Three years ago. Okay.
0: I'd like to introduce you all to Bob McAlpine. He's the general manager of the New England Boat Show, and where lots of boat lovers show up. I think you got about 55,000
1: during last year's show? We did, Gwen. We had 55,000 attendees come to the show over the nine-day period.
0: And this, this year, the show begins, is it February
1: 9th? We open February 9th uh, at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. Uh, We've been there for over 10 years now, and the show runs through the 17th, so it is a nine-day show, plenty of time for everybody to come and see.
0: And we are grateful that you're taking this time now because we know that you're sort of sliding into the part of the planning, which you probably do all year, but now things are heating up and and, uh, getting ready.
1: Yes, they are. Um, Typically with this particular type of show, we start very heavily – in the spring planning budgeting go through the summer months doing the renewal process of the existing exhibitors and then after labor day we get very busy and then after christmas we get very busy again with the final planning um operations of the show and the log- logistics overall getting it ready to be moved into the the convention center on the ninth
0: so just to give us an idea, and, and uh, I should also mention that this show is available on podcasts, so we'll describe some of the things we're talking about. Um, how much area, how many uh, vessels are? do you think are, I mean, not down to the one, but about how many
1: vessels? Right. And uh, the, the Boston Convention Center is actually, <clears throat> to give you an idea, is a 500,000 square foot facility. Holy cow. Um, basically, if you want to take it, it's five football fields of space that's amazing yeah it's a very big big building and we're very fortunate in our industry to be able to bring the show there and fill it so we have over 500,000 square feet of space um, there's pr- over 600 boats who all makes all designs um, from basic rowboat right up to a 46-foot cruiser um, so again there's over 600 booths uh, boats in the show and that's representing 350 exhibiting companies
0: And I think you mentioned that some of them are from here on the Cape.
1: Yes, they are. Um, We have uh, manufacturers that do take space in the show, and they will bring in their local dealers in the New England area to work those booths. Uh, We also have dealers who buy space directly and bring in their lines and work that booth exclusively for themselves. And we do have quite a few um, dealers from the Cape that do participate in the show, and they have on an annual basis for many, many years.
0: I've asked Bob to explain things as if we know nothing about boats because I think that we are getting a much more mixed crowd at boat shows than we might have years and years ago. Um, So I'm also going to invite our viewers to write in any questions that they might have, you know, specifically about uh, their own, you know, need or want for a boat or general questions about the boating community. So you just type them in on Facebook Live and we'll try to get those answered. In the meantime, let me ask you a little bit about, I have heard that this is the first year you're going to have open to the public a, um, um, session uh that deals with jobs in the marine industry
1: because there are a lot of them we, we do Gwen. <clears throat> this will actually be the second year that we have what we call the career day at the new england boat show which is dedicated to the marine industry this will be the first year in conjunction with that friday um career day we will have a job fair with postings by the exhibitors in the show um the new england boat show um wants to be active in the entire marine industry for the New England area, and that incorporates a lot of education, a lot of training, and jobs that need to be filled. Um, Just very briefly, um, since the recession of 2010, um, a number of manufacturers and dealers that did not survive that really put a crimp into uh, what was left of the the marine industry as far as getting uh, manufacturers to get product to dealers. When that retrenching happened, a lot of people were either let go or basically didn't have an opportunity Mm -hmm. or a job any longer. So over the years, we've been trying to build it up, the business back up, make the industry strong again. But the growth in the past number of years has been so quick that there are not adequately trained individuals to fill those positions. Boats have become very sophisticated, electronics-wise, Engines have become highly efficient, but with that efficiency comes a lot of technical need and expertise to fix them. So our purpose for the career day is to get um, high school students to the show, to visit the show, to see these particular exhibitors, and then have the exhibitors that may have a specific field of interest um, talk to the students and get them excited, see if they're interested in becoming part of the marine industry. A lot of individuals think that the particular <clears throat> boating industry is goes for four months, and after that, it gets very quiet. The reality is it gets very busy in the fall and spring. Um, fall is putting boats away, taking care of them, servicing them properly. Spring is prepping them, getting them serviced again, and in the water. So it is a 12-month um, business. So we try to let people the, the students know that so they will have that interest. And in addition to that, we will have the career fair this year where these particular manufacturers, dealers, or even accessory booths in the show, if they have opportunities or jobs that may be available, the public can come in. Um, there'll be more online about that on our website, but they'll be able to come in and talk to those potential people that would offer them jobs.
0: Can you tell us your, your website where people might go for... Yeah,
1: if you need any information, it's the New England Boat Show, or I should say this, New newenglandboatshow.com newenglandboatshow.com. dot com. All of the information on the show is there, you know, as well as the features, the seminars, times, dates. Um, basically, anything you want to need about uh, to know about the show.
0: I saw some uh, photographs from past years where it's just an an. It's like the floor becomes an ocean, like we have, <laughs> um, and there's just boats and boats and boats. You know, as far as the eye can see. Yeah. So it uh, it ties in a lot with what we're doing here in the Cape. You may have seen an article that was, uh, recent, that ran recently on page one. It was about 300 high school students who went to Cape Cod Community College to learn not just about boating, but other marine-related uh, jobs and, and careers as well. Um, but there's a big push for a blue economy, and I would imagine that, that what you're talking about with you know taking care of boats and, and servicing them is related, is
1: part of that. It it, it is, um, um, the blue economy, as we know, is very, very active here on Cape Cod. I mean, the water is the lifeblood of this peninsula, as we want to call it. It's what makes this particular, um, it makes Cape Cod survive the water. It is vacations. Um, So we need to take care of our environment. Um, We are also active in the boating industry of trying to make the most efficient engines Um, as far as emissions and uh, being environmentally friendly, as well as boats are. Um, So we do as much as we can in that respect, but we want to be part and we want to be active in the blue economy also Mm -hmm. um, because it is a big part of the livelihood of dealers uh, here on the Cape as far as selling boats, maintaining them, and making them safe for everybody to be out on the water with.
0: And I imagine, as you said before, that that's become uh, even more complicated because I, I imagine that boat engines, like car engines, are now much more computerized than than they were, you know, they, uh, twenty years ago, twenty five years they ago. They
1: absolutely are, and that that's basically a result of trying to become um, environmentally friendly and efficient engines. Um, with that being said, it, it kind of goes back to our career day um, because these are so sophisticated now. It's not like the old days where you could just pop out a plug and put a new spark plug in, um, change the fuel line or the filter, and you're off and going. There are so many more electronic components that are involved that we do need the technical-skilled individuals to take care of this. Hence the career day, get them involved.
0: That's kind of the, the work part of our, our conversation, but I um, I did want to talk a little bit about the uh, the – going to look and dream and and uh, figure out, uh, you know, if you have a boat now or if you don't, um, you know, for example, if I were to buy a boat, I would just be starting. So right. this is kind of how I would go in. I would go in and there would be like hundreds of boats. How do you do that? How do you, you know, what, do you have a recommendation for yeah. um, a <clears throat> good way to start thinking about your boat needs and how much you can handle? Because exactly. I would imagine that that, you know, some of this requires glasses and... and
1: uh... it, it does. Um, you know, Boating is not as simple as just getting in a boat and driving it like a car. On some of the basics, yes. Mm-hmm. However, it is a little bit more involved. Um, the best thing I can recommend, if you just go to the New England Boat Show or any boat show for that matter, you're going to walk into a sea of boats. You're going to walk into 600 boats. You're going to walk into 300 boats, depending on what the show is. And again, they range from all sizes, all styles, all budgets. Um, so it can be overwhelming, to say the least. So the best bet, the best way to do this is probably well before a boat show is to, if, if you have a friend that has a boat. That's, That's the, best the start. Way. That's the best way to I am to
0: looking start. for a friend with a boat. So, uh, so if she, anybody wants to. I, I've actually been fortunate enough. I was in the Fogawi as a reporter. Um, but that was, you know, that was a big boat. That was with the Mass Maritime entry, yep. and uh, uh, it was uh, somewhat terrified because that's like starting at a very sharp angle on, on right. learning on the boat learning curve. You yep. know, um, we have a question. We have a question from Paul Pronovo, who most of you know is is my boss and the paper's editor. How does one choose the right boat for your needs?
1: That's that's the basic question. It's probably the best question to ask. Um, Again, basically, you need to, to know what you want out of your boating lifestyle. Okay. Is it a day sailor? Is it just going out for the day a couple of hours and coming back? Um, how big, how many people do you want to take on as far as being in that boat? Um, do you want a galley? Do you want a galley? Do you want to overnight in the boat? Um, if you're entry-level person, you're best off really to start with the various rental companies that people uh, that boating industry has, whether it be Freedom Boat Club, uh, or just a local um, look there's a uh, company on the Highness Harbor, Cape Cod Boat rentals. Mm-hmm. go down. See what it's like. There's smaller boats, you can take them out. If it's something you enjoy, then you know you can move on from there. If you don't, there's no obligation other than the rental fee that you paid for the day. Um, after that, then you start to explore. What are your needs if you decide you want to go into boating? How big a boat? What is your budget? Um, Do you want to fish exclusively? Do you want to just family entertain locally?
0: Let let me stop you for a moment and ask um – why would that be a question? This is probably naive on my part, but the fishing boat is, if you want to fish exclusively, what what are the special features that you would be looking uh, the at? The
1: fishing boat would be more, and again, I'm, I'm referring to recreational fishing, um, somebody that's just dedicated to going out, and, and that's all they want to do. The boat is much more simpler. It could be the same hull as another boat, but it's a simpler boat. There's not a lot of cushioning going on in the boat. There's not a lot of family amenities Um that you would normally find if you decided you just want a family cruiser. Conversely, the family cruiser would be a completely different boat with cushioning, stereos, um, things of that nature. Maybe some coolers and things um, that can keep you know drinks cold or whatever the, mm-hmm. uh, your lunch cold. Um, but it was it's just two different styles of boats. They could be exactly the same, but one is it's stripped, how it's fitted it out, word, yeah. and the other one is you know like a luxury carving. Oh, it interesting! Can, yeah. so I mean, it run, runs the gamut. So you just have to figure out what you want to do.
0: And you know, I am um, meant to look this up, and, and I hadn't had a chance to do an update on it. But I know that that there are uh, various boating safety courses offered down here. Mm-hmm. Right. And do you mm-hmm. know if you if someone on on board needs to have any kind of a basic license before they let the boat go out?
1: Surprisingly, no. Uh, oh wow! Surprisingly, <laughs> no. However. Um, when, it, when it comes to, the, to education, education is primary. It, it's, like, it's like you don't get into a car and simply drive away. You go to driver's ed lessons. You learn the rules of the road. Mm-hmm. Boating is very much the same. There are rules of the road. There are etiquettes. Um, there's uh, things you should do, things you shouldn't do. Recommendation, Get into a basic boating 101 course.
0: Before you even try the rental. Before you yeah. even
1: try the rental. Find out you know, what you need to do to get into that boat to operate it, and operate it safely. And Safety is the big key here.
0: I um, would imagine, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, I think anybody that would be interested in, in beginning boating should take one of these courses. Um, and again, they're offered pretty much anywhere. You can go online and just put in you know boating basic um, navigational courses, and they'll come up for you, and you can find the local one that you that you like to participate in.
0: And in addition to that, um, you don't know the ship, Bob, but we're going to have a little story on you and the boat show in next Friday's Lifestyle, not this week, but next week as the show approaches. And we will try to include a, a box of some of those uh, boating classes and when and where, so that all of our readers will you know have a little primer to get started Great. with. Yeah. So. Um, there are. Uh, we had a question that came in while we were chatting, and um, someone wants to know: Is the boat show for both power and sailboats?
1: Um, it is for both. Um, I will tell you that it is predominantly a power boat show, with probably twenty-five percent dedicated to sail. But the sail aspect, although it's not as big as the power boat, it is greatly represented from you know the small Optimus sailor right up to a forty-four foot. A cruising sailboat. So we will have those at the show. We will have the accessories also for that. Um, but again, just based on how the boating um, industry has progressed over the past ten years, power boating has become the dominant factor. Um, sail is still a factor, but not as big um, as it was, as there are just aren't that many um, American manufacturers left in the sail industry.
0: Is is that true also of the demand, or, or is the supply like to, you know pushing that?
1: It's, it's, it's more demand right now. Um, there were days, and I was a, um, I am, I was a sailor for many years, um, but sailing takes up um, a dedicated amount of time. Um, it seems like the, the go fast um, industry now, um, people uh, uh, go fast, they want to get things done quickly, they want to get out, they want to go somewhere, they want to get back and call it a day. Um, that has really taken over um, this uh, the, the marine industry. Um, it's good, it's bad, um, but that's really why there's such a discrepancy now between the amount of power boaters and sailors. So it's more a, a reflection of the culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Time. Time is time.
0: It's You know, it's funny because I, I do think most of the people I know who, who have a boat, of you know, a sailboat or a powerboat, started as a kid on a small That's sunfish cool. or something yeah. and uh, got their basic skills that way. Um, and I did notice that in the, on the website you have some classes for children, some activities, because um, this is a family affair, right? Right,
1: it, it is. It, it There's a term that we use in the industry, um, boating lifestyle. Um, Boating has now become not only just um, individuals wanting to go out, but mostly it has become a lifestyle of family. It's quality time with family, it's spending weekends on the water, going somewhere, and basically it'll take the screens out of people's hands and get them out on the water and enjoy the environment um, and do some other things. Um, so it is. It's it's a lifestyle. With that being said, we've added many um, features to the show. And... Um, there uh, are activities for kids, there's education, there's seminars, there are interactive displays. Um, the Stellwagen National Sanctuary has a um, display at the show.
0: Oh, interesting. And they do
1: bring in um, a 40-foot inflatable humpback whale, which was a great hit last year. You can actually, the kids can go through this, enter into the whale and oh, see oh, the way inside Yeah,
0: of I, I it. it was like hop, hop on is, salty.
1: Salt Salt. is um, the, name salt. Yeah. Yes. So salt's the name of the, the whale, and it is anatomically correct when you walk through this 40-foot whale.
0: So it's inflated, but it's everything inflated, is like the inside is…
1: Yep, you can open the door and go… That sounds like it would be
0: worth it even if you weren't going to buy a boat. That's right, mm-hmm. that's right. Not another opportunity. Um, we have a question, and this was one that I was going to do, but that's okay, Richard Williams. You can do it. Is the purchase of a boat a good investment?
1: Well, it depends on what you consider a good investment. Um, as far as a boat, uh, a boat is something that you enjoy, that you go out and you take your family. So there is a, um, a benefit and investment in that respect. Um, boats do hold value, especially good quality boats. Um, they do not appreciate, but they're like a car. They will depreciate, but if you maintain that car, you will get the top dollar for it if you should send it. So I look at boating that for every dollar you want to put into a boat, think of it as family enjoyment, recreational time, money spent being with your family. Or a place
0: you can go to fish when you need a break. <laughs> that too,
1: absolutely. So I, I, that's the way I look at it. So. A boat is an investment, but it is not an increasing investment from the original purchase price. Some can, depending on what the make is, and that has happened over the past number of years, but predominantly they will be like a car. Every year the value may go down, if you and then you, know, if you maintain it, you can get a good price for it.
0: Does it also work the same way in terms of the amount of miles on the
1: boat that it does with a car? Not so much on the boat. It's the engine. Um, the hours on an engine oh, the hours yeah um a low low um <clears throat> low hour engine mm-hmm. is going to be much more valuable than a high
0: it's sort of like a car but it's just measured exactly. in different uh exactly
1: because different... it's wear and tear it's, mm-hmm. it is an engine um and it will you know require maintenance uh, but a low, uh, low hour engine hasn't been used as much as a high end so yeah there, you... there is value in a low hour I should tell people,
0: 100. remind people that you have a, a very long perspective on this because I had read that your family uh, has been doing shows for quite a long time, uh, uh, both the boat show and um, the home show, and uh, that you took over 35 years ago. Is that right?
1: Well, uh, with the boat show. Yeah, I won't say I didn't take I didn't take over the boat show at that point. I joined the family business mm-hmm. 35 years ago. Um, which was North American Expositions, which was the producer in Boston of the New England Boat Show, the New England Camping and Recreational Vehicle Show, and the North American Home Show. And those shows were in for many years. I was actively involved in pretty much all of the shows. Um, And at one point in time, we decided, um, the National Marine Manufacturers Association wanted to buy the New England Boat Show, and they bought the boat show.
0: But you're still running it. I'm still here. And you have that nice, deep... Um, long-term knowledge. Right. Which is, is there um, any fun insider anecdote you might be able to share about, uh, you know, is there a, a boat that keeps coming back or or anything that you can share?
1: Well, just short of during the move out, um, a 35-foot sailboat fell off its uh, cradle and onto the to show floor one year, which was Ooh. not um, a good situation. That's not fun. <laughs> no, when you see a 40-foot Uh, 35-foot sailboat kind of bounce off a concrete floor, Um, you kind of wonder, wow. But they got the boat back up, put it on a trailer, took it out. It
0: was okay?
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's probably a little bit of structural reinforcement needed on the inside of it once it hits the the concrete. But um, I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And over the years, you, you see so much.
0: So besides the, um, the marine industry related work that, that we'll see this year, what are some of the, uh, are, are there some newer models of boats that, that you can tell us a little bit about them and the differences or?
1: Um, e- each year new models come out. Uh, they generally are just an improvement on a previous model, unless they completely redesign the boat. Um, there will be a few of those that will be in the show. The thing about boats, are they getting bigger? bigger and more sophisticated. Um, With that being said, we seem to be getting, I won't say fewer boats, but if we had an exhibitor that could bring in 10 boats 10 years ago, they could probably only get five boats into that same amount of space because these boats are getting bigger and wider.
0: Is that um, also a reflection of cultural values or is it... uh... Is there a particular reason for, for no, having it, that
1: kind of a boat? It's, it's cultural. I, I think people wanting um, that to have the means want a bigger boat. Um, simply, you know, if you have a, a good-sized boat here on the Cape and you're on the south side, you know you can usually go out Nantucket Sound and enjoy it. Some people now want to go Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard, stay over. So these mm-hmm. bigger boats have the accommodations that they can do that. Um, so, again, this is more lifestyle. This is people actively involved in staying on their boats for a couple of days as opposed to you know climbing in, heading out for a couple of hours and coming back in, so we just it, is it the weekend, and they're getting big.
0: And you know, I one thing that caught my attention when someone you work with mentioned that you're you're seeing pontoon boats.
1: We are um, pontoon boats. Predominantly um, were manufactured many years ago for the lake system of the United States, um, where the waters were relatively flat. Um, they were calm. And, you know, you're going to get a pontoon boat with, again, you basically sit on two tubes, for lack of a better word, with a a deck on it. So if you hit any waves, you know, the water would just come over. You're not in a boat, a a regular sea boat or saltwater boat um, where you'd ride across uh, on top of the waves. But they have become more and more prominent, um, especially in the bays and estuaries, the saltwater bays and estuaries. We're starting to see a lot here in Lewis Bay.
0: Oh, interesting. Um,
1: out there. But that was the fastest-growing segment of the boating industry in the past 10 years, pontoon boats. So um, you can see the leisure lifestyle of it. If you really look at a pontoon, they're, they're very elaborate. Um, the seating is very plush and comfortable. Um, if you do not really want to travel long distances on the water in a pontoon boat, that's what appears to be happening You're more. Right. Now more, I haven't seen any for sleeping
0: uh no. this is a day boat.
1: This is these are strictly day boats
0: but at this point in time. I do remember my in laws had one on Greenwood Lake in, in New York and uh the uh they have that big flat front so you can get all the kids around exactly. video, uh, around board games instead of video games. Um and you know, it's pretty smooth most of the time. Yep. So yeah. so, so they, you'll have those there. Yep. Can you talk about engine size? I can't, but Bob can.
1: <laughs> well, engine size, depending on you know what type of boat, there's, there's, there's three uh, <clears throat> styles of boats. There's an outboard engine. There's an inboard-outboard, an I.O. as it's called. And then there's inboard engines. Inboard engines are generally dedicated to the larger boats. Mm-hmm. the uh, so notes. I.O.s, inboard-outboards, have become on a mid sized cruising boat. And then outboards... Uh, we're generally on the smaller boats. Um, as far as the size of the engine, it depends on what your needs are and what the boat is capable of handling. Mm-hmm. A 20-foot boat, you'd probably get a 150-horsepower engine on that, anywhere from 100 to 150. If you get up to a 25-foot boat, then you can go up to a 200. Um, so, but it, it, it is rated. The, these engines and boats are rated to be able to handle a certain horsepower, mm-hmm. so it's really based on the boat that you're going to be buying as to what your engine needs will be.
0: Because, let me see if I can do this with my high school physics. Um, if there's, uh, if you get an outboard that's too big um, for the weight of your for your uh, the weight of your boat and and the size of your boat, you're going to be basically just leaping out of the water all the time. You know, it's not going to work very well.
1: Right. It, it, that's basically if you have a boat and it's underpowered, it's not the issue. Underpowered boats are not the issue. It's once you get to an engine that is rated for a certain size boat. When you go over it, the transom of the boat cannot handle the additional weight or when you hit the gas, the torque that the engine will push right. the boat. And the boat just can't handle that. Um, but I will tell you, you know, those are the days of the single engine and singles on a boat. Now there's double the dual engines, there's triple engines, and the latest is Quad having four outboards on these boats and they're doing it up to forty feet.
0: Like separate four
1: separate outboards? Four, four engines, separate engines on the back of the boat.
0: Well, you never get stranded at dinner time. You won't.
1: And, and <laughs> even though um, you've got four, if one goes down, you certainly got three more to get you there. But these forty-foot boats are big boats. Mm-hmm. and They can handle this horsepower. So again, it's all related to the size of the boat and what that boat can handle for engine.
0: So, uh, when w- are people doing it for mostly for the power, and then it's just an added benefit that that you're less likely to get stranded if you uh, if your engine right. goes out. Right. you've got four chances. So, yeah. interesting.
1: Do, and I will uh, just say just quickly on yeah. the engine aspect. Um, The maintenance of an outboard engine in recent years is much more efficient, much quicker, Um, and then um, as opposed to was years ago. (coughs) Excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, So they can put these engines, they're replacing the inboards and the IOs with these outboards because... They can fix them much quicker. Oh, that makes, yeah. that, that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. You know, we get so fascinated that we forgot to do the five-minute mark. We've got two minutes left, but if we run over okay. a little, it's okay. It doesn't cost extra. Um, and uh, I, I know that a, a question for a lot of people is, um, what would be uh, kind of the minimum cost of getting into – boat and what would we be talking about? And then I know there's probably no maximum cost because you can keep doing it, but what would be that upper end?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it ranges. Glenn, I could be really honest with you. Um, generally, um, I would say at the New England Boat Show, we have a section called the Discover Boating Center. Mm-hmm. These particular boats are offered by the dealers in the show, but the stipulation to have them in this particular area is that they can be no more... Of a monthly payment of two hundred and fifty dollars a month. So there is a bit you can finance. Is that rental or is that? That is the monthly cost for financing the boat and the insurance of the boat. Uh huh. So you can get a boat for two hundred and fifty dollars a month.
0: So I should ask you for the the term of that though. Are we talking for a hundred (laughs) years? Generally,
1: generally it could be a twenty year loan on the boat, Um, but it ranges. I mean, you can you can buy a um, brand new boat. You know, for general maybe thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You can finance that, so you can get in it. But then, you know, some of these big boats down in Florida, these, you know, they're four, five million dollars. And you see a big sport fishing boat down in Florida; it's four or five million dollars.
0: Well, I'll I'll be thinking that. You know, do we have those here on the Cape as there well?
1: Are, there are a few. I've seen them down in Hyannis Harbor during the summer. Um, maybe they transition from south from Florida for the summer come up to New England and then they probably go back down to Florida in the
0: winter. That's um, hard for someone who's who's uh, spent most of her boating time on a pontoon boat to there really appreciate. What is the name of your boat? Someone wants to know. I have a question. My so. boat,
1: I, I have a center console. It's a fish, It's the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it, it is a center console. It was originally made as a fishing boat, but these center consoles, as we discussed a little bit earlier, are no longer just fishing boats. They become family boats. They have a lot of room. You can walk around in them. They're well-appointed, stereos, cushions, and things of that nature.
0: I think um, we were curious, too, if you actually named it.
1: I did not. I do not have a name on it. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Most people do, right? Still? They do, um, depending on, you know, what they want to, where they can put it on the boat. Some people naturally put it on the side or they put it on the rear end. Um, I just have particularly... Didn't put a name on a boat.
0: Sometimes they're very creative, and and yeah. I think to myself, I'd love to hear the story behind that,
1: you know? Yeah. I think the most popular name we see now is Seas the Day. Ah, S-E-A-S, S-E-A-S the day. The day. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Is there um, – can you quickly go through the details, once again, uh, of the show, like, you yeah. know, what time and where and, and the website so, –
1: Sure, it's the the Progressive New England Boat Show, this year sponsored by, or I should say presented by West Marine. Um, It's held at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. Show dates are February 9 through 17. We're there for nine days. Um, Ample parking, uh, and you can find all of the information you want on the show at newenglandboatshow.com.
0: And I think I read that the tickets are $16 for adults and free for kids under a certain age. They are. The
1: admission is $16, which you can also buy online. I saw that. On the Mm -hmm. website, Um, I think you will receive a a discount if you do it well before the show. Okay. Um, And the price is $16 for an adult under the age of 13. 12 and under is free, as long as they are accompanied by an adult.
0: Okay. And my last question is to wrap it up. Is there anything that is hot in the area of boating right now that you'd like to tell us about that I didn't ask about? Because I learned so much and it's such a fascinating
1: topic. Um, I don't know. I mean, anything that there are so many boats and so many exhibitors at the show. Um, I can't pick one right off the top, um, but I can guarantee if you come to the show, you're going to find something of your interest. Um, in something that may be new and different that may really intrigue you.
0: Great. Well, we want to thank Bob McAlpine for coming and telling us uh, about the New England Boat Show. And we want to thank you guys for watching. Uh, If you can't watch live, you can always catch us on CapeCodTimes.com slash Life with Gwen. That's a a free website where you'll find the show. If you add the word podcast, you can listen in the car. So thanks a lot, Bob.
1: Thank you, Gwen. Thanks for having me.